Welcome to the PIO Podcast, a forum for all things public information related for police, fire, EMS, and local government. A place to grow and develop your public information skills. I am your host, Robert Tornavetti. I have over 11 years of experience as a PIO and 27 years as a law enforcement officer. I am proud to announce that we have partnered with the PIO Toolkit to expand and grow the podcast. Thank you to Christine Townsend and Law Publications for this amazing opportunity. To contact the show, email robert at piotoolkit.com. We need your feedback on how we're doing. Please rate us on whatever platform you listen or send us a review via email. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of the latest episodes. Thank you for listening. Sit back and enjoy the next episode. Good afternoon. Today on the PIO podcast, we have Captain Sheila Kelleher, who has made department history by being the very first female public information officer for the Los Angeles County Fire Department. Sheila, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, It's fun to be here and I'm excited to be here. I am really excited to have you on. I saw this article in, uh, I think it was Firehouse Magazine um, that they did on you. And I was like, I got to get her on because she's talking about (laughs) historic stuff, but you've you've done a lot in the department. So first off, I want to say congratulations in the new role. And, and secondly, how does it feel to be the first female in this, in this very public-facing position in your department? Well, I think it's kind of awesome right now because of timing, first and foremost. And there's a couple of things. When I first started thinking about questions that you might ask, I was like, the timing is awesome because I've been in the field for 22 years. And I've worked at very busy stations, very um, different regions that all have their unique challenges and skill sets to master and accomplish from boats to high rise, to brush, to truck work, to paramedic work. So all those experiences I bring with me to the uh, PIO office, then I can speak in a moment's notice about a lot of different things. Um, As far as being the first female, it's funny because today on June 23rd, 1972 was title nine was passed. And for your podcast listeners that may not know what that means, It was in addition to 1964 was the Civil Rights Act. You couldn't discriminate sex or race, color, um, uh, national origin, but sex was not protected. And it wasn't until 1972 when Richard Nixon signed in Title IX, which said that basically couldn't discriminate against sex based on providing education or sports is really what it boiled down to for me. So being a product of that, just a few years prior, like I wouldn't have been able to participate in sports like I did my whole life, which I felt like set up the foundation for who I am today and why I was a powerful firefighter. So uh, hats off to Title IX and what that meant, because prior to that, they had less than 1% of the money went to college athletes for women. After that, it rose up to over a thousand percent and in the high schools over 600 percent. So amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So that just kind of lends itself. Yes, I'm the first female, but it's just a natural progression. And I think the more important thing is all the different areas I've worked and how much time I've spent in the field 
and my degree in communications that get me ready for this job specifically. Okay, great. And so to understand how big the firefighter, the fire department is there, how many firefighters serve in LA County Fire? Los Angeles County has about 3,129 firefighters, chiefs, badge personnel. And then on top of that, our, our support team that helps with everything else from lifeguards to forestry to hazmat to pilots to the administrative staff is about another 2,000. So we sit a little 5,000 to get first responders where they need to be. And how many square miles is the county for your jurisdiction? So we're about 2,139 square miles, 29 square miles. Okay. So it's a big physical area and it's a big physical department, which is great. Um, but how is your office staff? <laughs> my, my, we, we are small, but mighty. <laughs> so um, remember too, we've got like information people out in the field because they're first on scene and I've built great relationships and we all have throughout our course that we can make a quick phone call. What's going on over there? What's happening? So we get some reports back, but in our actual office, I am the captain over the office. I have three engineers, which are my inspectors that are field PIOs that will go out and calls and do the duty. We have three student workers, which kind of help with all the busy work, answering the calls, answering the emails with the public and in general information questions. And one badass secretary, Edith, she knows everything and knows everybody. And then we have a battalion chief that kind of oversees our office along with public affairs. So are you guys handling social media as well? A portion of social media. We have our Twitter accounts, Big County, part of the executive staff kind of monitors and, and controls our Instagram and our Facebook. So we're looking at some things in the future that we're going to try to do that's a little more current and that's kind of just our office that maybe is a little bit more incident driven. But so we've got some cool ideas coming up that we hope to implement soon. And I'm going to talk to you about that because there's a specific question I have for you on tech. But so I'm going to change your gears. You had a lot of firsts in the fire department, including being a founding member of the Women's Fire League. Let's talk about what does this position as the PIO, and you've kind of mentioned it already, mean to you and, and the inclusivity in the department? Um, okay, so for those of you who don't know, the Women's Fire League is a really cool thing. And a small group of badge personnel females got together and really said, hey, how can we make this better for all of us on the job? And with a lot of hard work and, and help from civilian staff as well, because it's a nonprofit. So we had help filing, because we all have full-time jobs in the field, right? And so to pull something like this together, it was a team effort. And one of the people I think that really pushed hard to get this up and running is our president, Sarah Rathbun, who has just recently been promoted to battalion chief. But through the coordination of all that, what this has done is it's an organization that gives us a seat at the table where policies are made about women, concerning women. So it, it has, we are represented there when, and it's just basic stuff that, that may not come to mind for, you know, my male counterparts when talking about pregnancy leave or, you know, the different issues that may come up that it's like, hey, this is, this is where we need to go in the direction of uniforms. This is where we need to go in the direction of, you know, a variety of different things. And that organization also helped put together our uh, Women's Fire Prep Academy, which is a great program for young women trying to get into the fire service that maybe have little or no experience prior to say, hey, I want to do this. And it's a great way to expose them to what the job is. And then also say, hey, you know what? I love the idea of it, but I, I'm, not, I'm not ready for what you guys just put me through and vice versa. You know, you may, someone's like, I think I'm ready. And they get out there and like, oh, this is it. I'm going to do this. And there's no way you're going to stop me. 
So it's a really cool thing. And I think all of our goal is um, quality, not quantity. And I think over time, the numbers will take care of themselves because we're predominantly incredibly small percentage of the workforce. But programs like this and setting things up, we want people that really fit the job, that really love it, but just want to make sure the young girls and women out there know that it's a it's an avenue that they could pursue. Outstanding. Quick question. This is a completely not on the on the questions I sent you. How are you guys handling, like, how's your staffing overall going? Law enforcement's had a really tough time staffing in the last couple of years. How are you guys doing? You know, there's a lot of issues that came about where staffing became short for a lot of departments. Budget issues were a big reason why. And I know our department has worked really hard implementing a bunch of different things. And we have faced staffing issues. And where we fill that in is where I'm supposed to work my you know, normal 10 shifts a month, which is, you know, 56 hours a week, but I may have to pull two or three extra shifts every month. Um, it's, it's challenging sometimes, but it's what we do. They've really pushed hard the last two years to hire a bunch of brand new firefighters. So our bottom ranks are pretty full. Now it's just got to accumulate up to the top. So I know uh, right now the captains are feeling the brunt of the recalls and they're working hard to write that ship. Okay. So in the release, when they talked about your position, you coming into the position, the LA Fire County uh, County Fire Department released your information. One of the things that was said in there is that you is that you talked about the PIO on the cutting edge of technology, and I want to talk about that. How does that pertain to informing the community? I think we have to just stay right on that edge of what the latest and greatest platform is out there to get information disseminated as fast as possible. There's so many great uh, apps out there now with Pulse Point, Citizen, Twitter, te- you know, Insta, all those things. But there are some that are geared specifically for safety. So I think there's some cool um, opportunities we may have coming forward. I can't say much about now, but that we could yeah, get, get involved with them. And um, really just know there's a bunch of different ways to communicate now. And the days of sending emails to everybody is long gone. It's like it's instantaneous. And we have to make sure we keep our uh, technology up for that. Uh, Everybody wants to see video and pictures as quick as possible. So we become cameramen in the field, reporters in the field. And it's just making sure we've got what we need to get out. Because what, what happens is if we don't have the quick, technology, they're going to make, I don't want to say make it up in a, in a bad way, but they're going to fill in the gaps the way they want to. It's like, they're going to create the story they want to create. It's like, well, we haven't heard yet from what's happening. And it's literally three minutes into the incident. And it's just all of a sudden speculation starts coming, not on our part, but that's where it's just like, Hey, boom, 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 where your network's connected. And we get that story out as fast as possible. That is what every agency struggles with is figuring out the way to get it out the quickest. So I'm yeah. glad, I'm glad you're really thinking that way. And I, and I understand you you can't speak about what you're yeah. going to implement, but you're we'll thinking. Come back when, we'll come back when it's fully implemented so you can see how well it works. I will. I will. All right. So you've been in this position almost a month. I'm <laughs> yes. sure our, our listeners would like to know, was there anything that really surprised you about the position coming into it that you didn't realize? Um. It's everybody that is maybe listening years that's been in the field. There's a huge transition from station life to a more administrative driven position. 
And I'm fortunate because this job is about, you know, split a little bit. Yes, it's administrative, but there's a lot of field work as well. But I think it's just that it's, it's super dynamic and it's super fast paced. I, I think I expected that, but every day it's, I get 16 different things thrown at me and you're trying to figure out who's who, what the acronym stands for, but four weeks, I feel like I'm getting my arms around it. So I think just, yeah, the fast paced nature of it and the diversity of what every day brings. It, it is a fast pace, especially for you guys in the fire service, amazing amount of work that, and the PIOs have to do. Um, somebody years ago, it actually, when I first started this podcast, I interviewed a fire, a deputy chief in Indiana, and he was telling me his experience was to way to get good job that John trading was to go out into a, and serve in a wildfire crew in, in one of the wildfire areas. And he said he was out in the LA area and served out there. And he said, you want to learn trial by fire? Literally. He says, you'll find it there. Yeah. The, the, I think those are our most massive incidents is when we have the big campaign fires. Um, I have been on the other side of it where I've been hiking the hills and I've been on the fires for two weeks and sleeping in the dirt. So I know what they're going through. I know how that information is critical and how it changes so quickly. So to, I haven't had my first big brush fire campaign yet. I had a small one, but not where we've set up the whole command post and the incident command post, but, um, or the, you know, the big, uh, information, uh, section of it. So I, I can imagine it's going to be crazy. Yep. I, I would imagine it would be too. All right. So you have a bachelor's degree in speech communications and you're uh, entire you're in the long game on that. Look, that right. Day. I know. I know. <laughs> and your entire career seemed to involve community outreach and recruitment and diversity yeah. and inclusion. What are your thoughts on those last activities? Were they on the job training for you to become a PIO to fit in that role? You know, I, I feel like as I've, I've, said yes in my career to a lot, but I've been drawn to the things that I really enjoy. And I really got into this job because I enjoy being physical and I enjoy being a coach and a mentor and I enjoy uh, helping people. And naturally those things all just keep finding me and I keep saying yes. And so to answer your question, yeah, they fit well into the PIO segment because we deal so much with the community. We deal with a diverse group of people, not just badge personnel, but staff and everybody else. And part of our job, not only is to get it out to the general public, but also to our internal staff as well. So yeah, I think um, little did I know that it was all leading to this path, but it feels like the shoe fits. <laughs> Excellent. So it, as the role of the PIO office and as you're, the way it is right now, are there changes you'd like to see in the future that you can talk about? I think, I think the biggest change is not to get stuck. And, you know, I've never been one for, oh, we've always done it that way. I've always been about innovation. I've always been about, hey, let's try it something different. Let's look at what works. And um, I think that should hold true to this office because like we just said before, the way we communicate as a society is completely different now than the way we did just 20 years ago. So you have to constantly be looking for different ways to connect with the youth, connect with, and, and at the same time, bridge that gap for our older population. So they're used to a certain way of communicating that they still get their information, right? So you've got it going out different ways. So, I, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I've got to make a big change on any one thing right at this moment, but I feel like we need to continue to evolve, continue to grow, continue to look at where the holes are and the gaps are, and above all, make it fun too. You know, there's a lot of things we do that are celebratory and fun. And we do the Spark of Love toy drive. We do the, all the promotional ceremonies. 
And I think just bringing a creative eye to all of that will make a big difference. You know what? I think that you summed it up pretty well, just to, to keep looking to, to connect and what, find ways to, to, to move forward. I, I like that. All right, so I'm going to lighten this up a little bit. We're going to go to some rapid-fire questions, have a little oh. bit of fun, and then we'll sum it all up. Okay. There you go. All right, favorite musician, actor, style? Favorite, what was that? Musician, act, oh. or style? Oh, my gosh. I am a music lover, connoisseur, and my, my playlist ranges from just about everything under the sun. I'm a huge fan of uh, Lyle Lovett's uh, songwriting style. To I grew up on U2 to reggae I music you i love you yeah. too all right chocolate or vanilla Ooh, dark chocolate with uh, salted caramel Ooh. a must read book in your mind oh i would say the power of now is incredible and if that's a little too deep then grab the four agreements i think if you're dealing with personal growth or dealing with other people both those books will help you dramatically. Excellent. If you could go back in time and talk to your 18 year old, your 18 year old self, what would you tell her? The liquor is under the cabinet. No, I'm kidding. I would, I would tell myself, keep showing up, keep saying yes, and keep trying. Favorite drink of choice. Ooh, uh, a really good tequila followed second by a really good champagne. Second place. All right. What would be your superpower if you could get one? Mm, I've thought about this before. My superpower would be to, what is it called? Um, gosh. Um, Shapeshift. Oh. Because I could fly. I could be strong. I could go in the wall. I could do it all. I would, I'd be a shapeshifter. Okay. I, that is a different one. I like that. So what is the biggest takeaway that our listeners could look, could learn from you today? Um, I think the biggest thing you can learn is that there, there's no, like, I feel like you're either winning or you're learning. Failures have been my best teacher in my life. And my cat, my, my um, career has spanned long past the fire service. I've done a bunch before I got into the fire service from competing in sports and athletics and all that. And at a high level, and I've, I, whatever I've committed to, I showed up and I had fun with it. And I never let a failure get me down. I stepped right back up to the plate and kept going. And those failures are the ones that have defined me the best. I think that sums it up very well. Thank you. <laughs> Sheila, how can people best reach out to you if they want to learn more or connect? They can uh, go on our LA County website. They have a PIO tab and hit that. Or you can, I don't know if you're putting my name up, but it's Sheila dot Kelleher at fire.lacounty.org or dot gov. But that's easy to find. Um, so you can hit me up there, just call our PIO office and they will get me all my messages. And I will add your email address in the show notes in case okay. anybody wants to connect. Yeah, Sheila, thank you very much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure meeting you and I appreciate it. Thank you. And that is Captain Sheila Keller from the LA County Fire Department. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of the latest episode. If you are listening on a platform that allows reviews, please give us a review. We appreciate any review, good or bad. It helps us improve on each episode. Until next time, be safe.